Hey, yo, good people. It's your boy, boy G-Dash. DK in the house, right? Right. Welcome to the Ayo, the man's perspective. You know, uh, the place where you're not a victim but a volunteer to invigorate in conversation. Absolutely. How you feeling, DK? Dap it up, dap it up, you uh, know. Man, we, we doing the thing. Uh, another day, right? What yeah, day? absolutely. What? Today's closer to uh, Friday, right? Talk about it. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You know, you don't know, but I always say, <laughs> saving lives and getting money. That's what we do. That's all it is, you know? Sometimes that's what it takes. So we want to say welcome to the Hottest Live fam. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, by the way, feel free to like, share, mute. <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to like and share. Invite the players. Invite the haters, as Nelly say. Shout out to Corey um, and Nelly, right? Uh, invite everybody. Pick up your phone. Download the Hottest Live app. Log on, as well as uh, shout us out. You can always find us on Facebook every Wednesday at 9 p.m. It's either going to be AO, Are You Open, or AO, The Man's Perspective. Um, th- this week, I'm filling in for Corey, and I got DK with me. How was your week, bro? Oh, man, you know, like I said, it's something. Uh, just trying to get through the week. You know, some of those weeks are better than others. Shout out to the pay weeks, right? <laughs> but, um... I can't complain, man. You know, another day in the neighborhood, saving lives, uh, one family at a time. What about I, yourself, man? Absolutely. Listen, um, my week was good, you know. I didn't have to have my daughter hold books, so we in a positive space. <laughs> you know what I mean? She had to hold no heavy books, so, you know, that means she was doing good, and I'm doing good. That means life is straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, okay. listen. So we're we going to give a shout-out to Deidre and Ashley, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Thank you for giving us a shout-out. So we got a real um, dope conversation for you guys. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how the prison system uh, affects our families. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, again, from uh, a man's perspective, whether that's um, men that dads that go to jail, how that affects their family, juveniles caught up in the system, you know. And how it affects everybody that's involved with and what it breaks down. But before we get into that, uh, let's start off with the, the the getting to know you, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So here's my question. Thought about this. What album best describes you, right? And if you're watching on the feed, feel free to tell me, tell us. Go ahead, put it in the comments. What album you feel like best describes you? You know. What, what, what album best speaks for you and speaks for your soul? Well, you know what? Me personally, right now, I feel, you know what I mean? Uh, I say uh, Still Fly is my, is my um, probably the music that would best describe my situation right now. Wait, you know n- what I mean? Not song, album. Oh, the whole album. Talk about it. So... <laughs> the whole album though? Well, album best speaks? Listen, I can't. I, it ain't my fault. It's your soul. Um, you know what? I think we're gonna rock out to some um Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna talk about a whole album that pretty much encapsulates everything that I'm that I am right now. 
You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I have some high-level concepts trying to help my people and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm very street-level as well. So. Okay. High-level concepts. That's what we doing, Shep? Okay. <laughs> so Kendrick Lamar with the damn album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if yeah. you got to slap you in, you're going to make it look <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. So you, you feel me? I That's feel what I'm saying. I mean, that. that whole thing. So, I mean, I don't want to do it. Right. But if I have to slap it. You know what I mean? I'm going to make it look sexy. You got loyalty, got royalty inside you. Okay, okay. So, you know, uh, again, the girl Deidre, Mary J, My Life. Ooh, classic album, man. That's right. I don't know what you're going through right now, Deidre. I'm going to, you know, hold your hand because I remember when I used to rock out to that, I was going through some stuff. Listen, so... Full disclosure, I know what D going through, but that's just that's that that's not why. It's oh. because that's life. Oh, okay. okay. That my life album is it's just it's just the ups and downs. D, what matter of fact, I ain't speaking for you. You know how I type. Say what you want. <laughs> that's my sister. She know what to say. Um, oh, Nelly said Lauren Hill, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Okay, okay. Another classic, right? Right. That okay. thing, that thing, that thing, yang yang. Okay. With you, but you know what? That had a a, a little bit of a you, you did me dirty type vibe to it too. What? Right? The, the, the whole, Miss Miss yeah. I don't think the, X Factor. Okay, okay, but for every X Factor, um, what's the, the joint with um with, with Maxwell? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm saying it had a little undertone of that. I didn't say it was all about that. But. Yeah, but I guess it had. But it was the Wyclef thing. I don't know what to That's tell you. That's what I'm saying. Real. I'm saying. Yeah, that that Wyclef thing was real. All right, I would say. Mine's is hard. Um, I asked the question. I'm saying Jay Z, the blackout. Ooh, the blackout. The blackout. Wow. Right, because the, for me, there's times in my life where it was like, can I get an encore? Do you want more? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know. Let's see what happens when I no longer exist. Fuck this. Right. Uh, back. That's what I was gonna say. The, the drop the mic moments. So you're, you're feeling a little underappreciated. No, no, but the, but those moments have happened, right? Okay. I've also had the the the, the same um, for me in my life. I had that pop star. I didn't cry. I never knew him that. But I had those moments, okay. right? I understood. There's a song called "Justify My Thug." I tighten my belt before I beg for help. I've had those moments. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So when so for me, there was a lot of those things that it hit. What more can I say? <laughs> what <laughs> you know? Don't get don't, don't mind me. I can be a bit cocky, but that's just the fact. So I, that, that, I, I feel like that those are moments that I've had. Brush your shoulders off. It's not yeah. always feeling, you know what I mean. But right. the album in its totality just spoke, just spoke for me, right? I think about um, that in a way of which, how did that song, how, or excuse me, how did that that album speak for me? Um, another one I think of is uh, what's it called? Uh, I just want to sing by music, Soul Child. Okay, that one. That 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 definitely spoke for me at a time too. That that's you know my R and B tip, well rounded little lot of different music. Soul Child is is it's pretty deep. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you if you peep that, Speechless was a song where he never finished it. He he, right. could, he never finished the sentence. Like that that was so that was so thought provoking and how and how it and, and how it and and how it was he was captivated. He couldn't even handle that. Right. Right. That's a fact. So you know I think that those. That's what I would say for mine, right? Um, ooh, American Gangster. I know that's Corey. I know that's Corey. <laughs> I know, like, like if we and you both here, and Nelly said Miseducation, and I know Corey, Jay-Z, American Gangster definitely you know describes Corey. American Gangster was so underrated, though. I, I, I really liked it. it I, really, I, I think it aged well. 
Yeah, I think it aged well, and people didn't know it was going to age as well as it did. It was, it was definitely a great work, and it definitely, it definitely can speak for, for people in that that rock boys in the build. Like you can have those moments, you can have those American dreaming moments. I get it, I get it. Real rap, you know, looking at this, right? What's up? What's up, T. Ravenelli? Uh, Ravenel? I think I said that right. If I didn't, then I'm sorry. But listen, hey, skinfo, kinfo, what up? Anyway, okay. But I would still have to say, um, you know, look, looking at this comment, you know, that Lauren Hill miseducation definitely spoke for a lot of people. Um, and it makes sense. That's one of those types of albums where it really captivates and, and really can speak for some people's lives that way. Right. That makes sense, right? Yeah. All right. So again. What, what album best describes you? Feel free to add the comment to the feed. Um, drop it in there whenever you can. You know what I mean? And, yeah, we'll shout it out. We'll talk about it. Just right, thought-provoking. Right, right, All right? right. By the way, just because I, I didn't mention this, feel free to call us up at 302-272-9772 if you want to call in and comment. Um, we always ready. Or you can feel free to drop a line on the feed. You know, say what you got to say. Welcome to AO. All right? So... Other thing, AOPOV, right? Let's talk, let's talk about what, what the world talking about. Talk about what the world's talking about. Well, besides Kanye and a uh, Trump hole fiasco, people ain't letting that uh, go. As we alluded to the last time, I was like, man, I was too through with that when it was happening. Okay, so are we still acknowledging Kanye in the black community? <laughs> like, I didn't know that he was like, I, I didn't think he still existed. Like, I thought he was done. Like, it, isn't he canceled? Like, I mean, you said his name. I was like, I was confident. I was like, who, who is that dude? Like, I thought he was going. Like, what happened? So, apparently. <laughs> he's still around? <laughs> he still exists? Apparently, he exists, and he went to Africa. Okay, yeah, <laughs> he gave him some Yeezys. There's some, I, I, okay, I know some nigga went to Africa and gave away Yeezys. I don't know what his name is. They said it was like, yay something. I, 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 listen, I stay away from drugs, so I ain't messing with the yay no more. All I'm telling you is, I stay away from drugs. I ain't fooling with the yay no more. I, 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 I. I because I know for a fact that when people do things like he's doing things, the more you say my name, regardless of why you're saying it, the better, um, the better it worked out. Work better works out for their publicity. Well, you know, so I think that's what one of the things that I mentioned before. You know what I mean? Um, he wrote his one of his uh, last uh, albums without the meds, so that was pure Kanye, right? So that fade song. If you listen to the lyrics of that, he's telling you. Yeah. If you're not talking about me, I feel like I'm disappearing. Okay. So, so there's two things to me, right? Which is why I'm not. Which is why I'm gonna say this, okay? And I'm gonna let him die, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna say him die. Mm, whatever it takes. So here's the thing. Um, his music stopped being as good. He stopped being. Good. He started promoting. Hate. I I get worried when people promote statements that are detrimental. Right, that's when I start to get nervous because it's like, okay, what you're doing, I, I can cancel you. But for the fact is, there's some 19, 20 year olds, 21 year olds that will not cancel. There's some 19, 20 year olds, 25 year olds that feel like they grew up with you. So even though you're a 42 year old man, 40 year old man, there's some kids that's going to chant the same things and wear those same hats and think that this is right. I'm well, good. I don't. I, 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 I don't can't know. even put it in the atmosphere. It gets. It gets. It gets scary. My my man Beckham. Yeah, Kanye. He's on an old other. 
like I said, he just went to Africa. That's the only reason why I brought him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, shout out to, again, Corey. So you got American Gangsta and 444 representing you. Heavy on the Jay-Z, but what you trying to say with the 444, brother? Listen. We, we got an es- uh, elevator scene somewhere? No, 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 no. But he could have, Corey could have bought a house in Dumbo before it was Dumbo. (laughs) You know what that feeling is? Dumbo. All I'm saying is that ain't got nothing to do. Listen. And uh, to Deidre, yeah, my my, my brother Kanye, he's in a crazy place. And we we, we were going to, I guess, peep it out to see where he comes out at. I ain't got nothing to peep, brother. It's too late now. For me, for me. Maybe for others, they, you know. I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know. Mm-mm. I just laugh and shake my head, man. That's this, this world is funny. Um, another thing going on um, that's going to be definitely affecting us. So we have another Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. like the dust. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, the, um, the first female, right, mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court. She just admitted that she has dementia. So that means the sky Trump gets the pick. Another Supreme Court judge. Maybe. How's it not maybe? Okay, because if the House swings when swings to, to the other side this and during this voting season, right? Then the same thing can happen to happen to to, to Barack. Well, if you remember, Barack Barack brought up a, 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 a judge too. They didn't. They wouldn't interview him. Well, the thing the thing so, the swing. thing about Barack that's different from this person we have um, that is as our president now is Barack was in a lame duck phase, right? So he was in his last two years of his eight years. So basically, uh, Mitch McConnell was arguing, dude, you don't have nothing to do with this no more. You need to let the next president, whoever that is, and at that point we didn't know who was going to win. He said whether it be Democrat or Republican, who's going to have an active part in our government, let them pick. And that's what it was. And to be fair to the Republicans, the Democrats do this too. In fact, one of the um, one of the uh, criticisms labeled against our own Joe Biden was that he was one of the champions of that cause. So, as a party, Democrats really didn't have too many legs to stand on. With them. Here's my issue with that theory: they wouldn't interview. If that's the case. They interview them, right? They still got to vote on them. They can say no. They don't have to confirm. No, there was no interview. There was no, the Democrats shut that down. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. If that's the case, because in that circumstance, they interview that, interview them and shut, and shut that person down. If that's what we're going to do, because they have the, they have the the option of doing it. They wouldn't see this person. No, they wouldn't. So to me, that's where I'm like, "Mm, I I hear what you're saying, but who knows how it's going to go? Because now what you're saying is, Depends on how they spin, um, what, what can happen with Trump in the next, right? Because before we even get another candidate and all of this, right. extra, this is going, that's going to take time too, right? right. So it's, it depends on how they, how, how the world and the powers that be see him in his next candidacy or if he's going to be another candidate or not. Oh, so. no. The, those cats that have uh, power right now, they are going to try to slam through another. If they can get... Yeah, but they got to get back in. Like, we haven't passed the vote. Well, I mean, remember, I mean, November 5th is coming up. Yes. Yeah. Um, Make sure you go I'm vote sorry, people. November 6th. It's the 6th, right? Yeah, depending on your state. But Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, please get out and vote. Please get out and vote. But, yeah. The locals matter more than anything else to keep it, to keep it all the way buck. That's a fact. But, I mean... This dude can potentially again pick another Supreme Court okay. judge. So that means two Supreme Court judges that he's gonna pick. I, I won't live in a world in which 
I succumb that that's the inevitability until we get a whole lot closer to it. Because you never know how that's going to flip. Well, I mean, I guess keep hope alive, right, brother? That's a fact. It's a little early for that. <laughs> right. Now, one more thing. So, Rondo spit at Chris Paul. Oh, Jesus Christ. Chris Paul then mushed him. And then Rondo pieced him. <laughs> Man. I want to know, when you see something like that, here's my question. So, A... Do you think that um, was was Rondo? You think that Rondo spit on him on purpose? So I mean, are we really ever going to know that? Of course, he's saying it was an accident. But as a man being spat upon, did it look like it was on purpose? I don't know, man. I mean, I think the I world mean, loves Chris Paul. Because the world loves Chris Paul, the way that they treat CP3, when he says, oh, he spat on me. Don't get me wrong. We saw it. Do I think that it was in the heat of the moment, a little cone, something caught price? Well, something flew through the mouth guard over the lisp. And let's, just, let's, play devil, let's play devil's advocate with that. So we're in the heat of the moment, right? right. So we're, both of our emotions are running wild. You spit on my face. Okay. I don't care. Then I get, <laughs> okay, cool. I would give you that if Chris Paul swung. Okay. Chris Paul ain't swing. Chris Paul was like, yeah. like, come on, man. you put your finger. What you trying to dig up my nose? What are we doing now? I don't know. It was a mush push. Right. It, it, right. What right. happened? He got punched in the face. That's fine. Okay. Sometimes you gotta get punched in the face. They have so many. They have so many memes on that right about now. Um, I would say, I mean, so you think that Rondo got the best of that exchange? Dude? He definitely got the best of that exchange because by the time. By other point, by the time Chris Paul was getting ready to do anything back, that's when you had um, LeBron pulling off Chris Paul. He tried to get a couple swings off. He got him a little bit, but he couldn't really he get him right. Him. And then next thing you know, Rondo's teammate, CP3, Rondo's got teammate is pulling off Chris Paul. He got, he got, a, he got a two piece in a biscuit, in brother. That's what Chris Paul got. Yeah, he got. Yeah. I mean, what more do you want? That was a nice little combo. Nah, but Rondo I'm saying, was getting in but some the fact that, stuff. But the fact that LeBron is the one pulling, pulling back, like you supposed to be my teammate, you walking over with your arm over this with this. Well, I mean, okay. So from a certain perspective, we know he would have got that, hands and feet, right? Though, Mark. <laughs> 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 but from a certain perspective, you know, LeBron is all about professionalism, and he's like. We need to win this game, even though they lost the game, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to win this game. We need to come back before you get ejected. So they was going ejected. Why don't you start putting hands and feet on people? Somebody like understand, right? Think about how work works, right? If you at work, when people start putting hands and feet on people, there's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> somebody suspended. Somebody without a job. You can't just put hands and feet on people. That that don't you can't. But you can't put spit on people either. To be clear, right? These are things that definitely taint the workplace. Okay, <laughs> not definitely easy. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was an ill situation. Whether Rondo meant to spit on him or not, was not in dispute. His spit left Rondo's mouth and landed on CP3's face. As a man, if I'm already feeling a certain way, you're going to feel my hands. I don't give a damn. So should they have both gotten the same amount of suspension? No. But because Rondo got three games, CP3 got two games. No, and I'm saying because at the end of the day, whether it was an accident or not, you spit in a man's face. What man hearing that? And, you know, you got the uh, commissioner of the NBA. He's getting this, you know what I mean, report. And I'm looking at it. Hmm, let me see. How did this skirmish start? Rondo spit in this man's face? 
Let me see the video on that. Right, no, but when you watch the video, it don't look that. It, that's when somebody judges intent. And when you start judging intent, that's when it gets a little... Cause again, I, because if it's a certain amount for contact, a certain amount for contact, right? Well, that, that hard lines... Come on, come on. Do it. We're about to talk about the legal system. You can't, you can't do, my point is, you can't do a hard line. If I'm feeling a certain way, and I'm trying to, you know what I mean, what would a reasonable man do in my head? If, if a reasonable man was already heated and he gets spit on in the face, and it looked like it hit the side of his lip, I mean, get the hell. Nah. You got nah. Yeah, yeah somebody <laughs> hit the side of your lip with the spit, you might have to get a little physical. Yeah, okay. man, but no all I'm back. saying is, they probably should have both, the people, the, 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 it did lean towards CP3's way because the people love CP3. So, uh, Mark, how I felt about how Harden handled the situation. Of course, it started with Harden, but you saw how Harden was. Okay, Brandon Ingram knew. Everybody know Harden don't want no smoke, right? Like, like the beard is fluffy, but it ain't about to fight. So when he push Harden, Harden don't even play defense. Let alone, come on, man. But like we know who Harden my, is. My, my point is, he's consistent today because he went running right to the ref, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he did. So I mean, Harden gonna do. I mean, I feel I feel like Harden was 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 par for the course. Um, he you know handle it just like he dated a Kardashian. So, Mike, I'll be tweaky soft, though. Like, but he's, he's, but he's consistent. He's because he's, he's, he's he, he could be Yay's brother in law. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> all right, come on. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's hop in. <laughs> he ain't want no smoke, not at all. Well, I mean, but he, he knows that. So, I mean, to the very beginning, this dude went running for the ref. So, what I hate is. You know how a skirmish break off and you know somebody's really not about nothing, but mm-hmm. people start coming in holding people back. Now they want to act a little extra, like let me go, let me. Go. No, that's not hard. He just like from the very beginning, ref. Yeah, some people get him. No, get him. I'm, I'm okay with those people because if you saw it be on the soft side, just you're not seriously because let, let, let the world be for the people who are ready for war. And if you're not, you're going you're going to be an innocent bystander getting in the way. Right, right, right. All right, so. But well, let's, let, let's get into uh, tonight's topic. Absolutely. Feel free to let us know what, y- what y'all think about any of those things. Uh, the, the LeBron situation. Um, the, the LeBron holding off Chris Paul. The Chris Paul skirmish getting spit on and then punched in the face. He got spat on and then punched. That, that, that's a double whammy. I mean, you know. Um, you know. So, and we'll talk about that. Now, today's topic. The prison effect on families and communities. Right. Um. I wanted to, I wanted to really do this topic because I felt like it's really important in today's society. I think that what happens is, you know, yesterday I was watching, um, like I watched Title X. You know, I got Title, and they had a whole concert um, for um, justice reform and some some of those issues. I think that the way that it, it gets that the family is affected sometimes gets not ignored but not paid attention to as deeply maybe ignored right the way the community is affected the bigger picture on how um on how it's weighted on everybody and what happens when someone goes in the cycle of being in prison and then right now the family gotta deal with you in there right so from the court case to after the the aftermath the, the time spent um the differences on the kids and having those conversations at a younger age versus, you know, at a medium age. And this is whether or not they actually committed the crime or not and just how things can go and, and, and what and what the weight can be. You, know, you right. see what I'm saying? That's why, to me, it's such a it's such a um, heavy issue, right? And it's one you see every day, really. Right. right. Well, I mean, you got to understand, I mean, anytime a parent is taken out of the house, 
it's going to cause a certain amount of trauma to that household, right? So, depending on the circumstance of what happened, um, those kids, that spouse, is going to be affected because now you got a father man sized hole in that unit. Um, whether the mom and dad was together or not is inconsequential. Now you got a dad sized hole in those children's lives, right? So, mm, is it different when the mom gets locked up? You know what? Um, even from that perspective, um, I would say it is different. So, even without getting into gender roles, it, it, it seems that um, kids in earlier stages of development need that nurturing, right? And unless that dad is a nurturing mofo, you know what I mean? Mom getting taken out of the house for whatever reason is going to uh, have a very detrimental impact. What we know about children, um, brains are still developing and stuff like that. Um, if you experience a significant trauma in your development, you can actually stunt some of that brain growth. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that, okay, so for me, and, and you know, I shout out to Mel. Absolutely. Um, what up, Broadway? I think that what happens is when a child is young and, they, and their their parent gets locked up, right? So now it's the it's the beginning of the judicial system for them to see, it, right? right? Start there. Now depends on if the child is old enough to start to digest what they're watching, right? How's their spouse going to handle this, right? So now you dealing with court dates, right? Now once you in the preliminary phases, right? The family still got a little bit of hope. They thinking you might try, maybe you can beat it, right? Everybody, right. everybody thinks their family can beat it. Everybody hopes that their family can beat it, right? Because if they don't, the latter is, is, a, is a scary place. And of course, the, the lawyer's trying to sell them something to hope that they can beat it because that's the purpose, right? That's the, that's the option, you know, or, or the objective. And I think sometimes that's where, where, where it all starts, where kids can get introduced it and introduced to that judicial system. When it comes to a mother, um, when the mom gets locked up and I, and, from having seen this before in life you know because kids can look at their parents as superheroes right they don't look at people as humans right they look at them as separate entities right so so they can look at a lot of times they they can stereotype that that paternal entity in their life that that fatherly figure as the can handle anything and you know that mom can be more maternal and, and nurturing right so now Depending on which the void is picked past, at that point now they can start longing for the other. Now well, they can I mean, be searching for it in another way. That's that's going to be a natural response. I mean, really, like I said, if you um, have a hole in your primary support system, whether that's mom or dad, it's going to cause some kind of impact. Depending on that kid, depending on that um, environment. Um, it's going to weigh heavily on what that impact is going to look like. So, normally speaking, in this society, we're used to seeing single mothers, right? But we experience a phenomenon, actually, uh, within the last 20 or so years, where you have actually more grandparents mm. raising the kids, right? Mm. So, mom and dad has checked out of the family, and you have these grandparents raising the kids. So, I mean, there's even costs and consequences to that. So... You know, to get back to what we're saying, what happens when uh, a man is incarcerated and is not available to his family? Um, there is going to be some trauma, especially if the kids were around to experience um, any part of that man's life that led up into that incarceration. Um, the impact on especially a young black male 
I'm watching his black male father get locked up. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I have mixed views with that because it seems like one part of our culture, right? Let's keep it 100, kind of celebrates that. What do you mean? So if you look at our culture, you look at our music, if you look at our music, if you look at our TV shows, right? That there's no taboo, there's no stigma around a father going to prison. And that young bull, you know what I mean, either being raised by uh, a single mother or dealing with that, and it's like treated like normal. Like, that's just life. It, it just happens. But, okay, so, but now here's my thing. Don't you, do you believe that due to systemic issues, it's been the norm? Like, it, 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 a, a lot of people now, and, and I, I don't think it's actually a black thing. I think that it, I think a lot of things get perceived as a black thing that are a class thing. Well, I was I would say this. Now, I'm not going to say that that's primarily a black thing. I'm talking about my experiences from my community as a black man. So I'll clarify that. Do I think that more black, well, statistically speaking, right? There's a <laughs> disproportionate amount of black men going to jail. But you know, but okay. To speak to where you're about to go cuz I cuz I know it. The reason why it's that way is because a lot of a large part of the, the, the black community in certain ways were purposely forced into poverty. So it's a, a lot of things that classism hits, s- screams at the black community because a lot of times we had to fight to be in, in a higher class in, in this world. That's why they say you, you black guy work twice as hard. That's that, that, that's not an uncommon saying. So I think a lot of times, especially when you got to create the opportunity. So I think a lot of these images, especially even when you can go back to the civil rights era where black folks was being locked up specifically for fighting for their own rights, right? When you got stuff like that happening, what do people get used to see black, a black man in jail, right? Especially if that's the message that the world wants to wants to portray, right? You got a whole lot of factors into that. So, no, I, I don't think it's always celebrated, but I don't think, but you're right, it's not taboo because it's, because if you make it taboo, you're not necessarily being realistic to a lot of people who have to deal with it. Well, I, I would say... To your point, I can see your point, but um, I would say it's more of a failure of different systems, right? So we had the war on drugs, which in the 80s, going into the 90s, put a, a far disproportionate amount of black men away, right? On purpose. Oh, of course, it was the war on drugs, right? <laughs> so... Um, you know, you, no, I don't mean on purpose against drugs, but I mean on purpose to put black people when you have stop and frisk, things like that that were designed. Shout out to Ronald Reagan, right? <laughs> right, right. So, and then you have, um, you know, the crack ap- uh, uh, epidemic. Uh, epidemic that happened during the 80s. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, again, with this war on drugs, you, you had a whole bunch of minorities. Um, suffering and like you said it's a it's a class thing but at the same time um, what we consume what the media has fed us like I said it's a systemic issue systemic failures um, if we if we're going to be again 100 about you know the disproportionate amount of uh, minority men that's incarcerated I mean you have certain things like the school to prison pop- uh, pipeline absolutely you know what I mean I- Real quick, explain what that is. So, you know, there's a link, uh, uh, basically, that people had noticed uh, 
started beginning in the 80s, actually, that um, a disproportionate amount of minorities um, were getting sent to prison, and they were looking at these ages, and they noticed, okay, these ages are way younger than what we expected. What's going on? So, you know, they started looking at where these charges were coming from, um, what was going on surrounding these individuals that was uh, getting incarcerated. And what they saw was that a significant portion of uh, the the criminal uh, uh, population was coming from actually schools. So they was like, well, what the hell's going on with that? So, I mean, you had a whole bunch of other things that was happening in schools. I won't say everything was nefarious, although there were some questionable things going on. But everything that even had good intentions, like that anti-bullying thing, you know what I mean? Um, Back when I was a a kid and um, I fought, you know, two bulls come together. You know, you look at the damage. Either we got uh, uh, in-school suspension, detention. At the, if it was severe enough, we would get sent home for suspension, right? Nowadays, if you fight in school, you could potentially get an assault third, assault second, depending on how severe it was, right? So now you're walking away from that same fight that I would have had 20 or so years ago, you know, with a, you know, okay, y'all kiss and make up. Now it's like, okay, y'all both got to go to court. And, and so now because, and it's such a weird mix, right? Because it's such a hard a hard line and they a lot of times those those lines that they'll sell they'll sell is trying to stop it from being a shooting another day but really now you're almost pushing these kids into the again to, to me into this cycle and into the system which once they're in it it could be hard to get out but before we go into that let's let, let, let's grab some of these comments by the way you know what's up mo what's up rose hey greg what up viv <laughs> D said, I don't know any black family who hasn't had to deal with incarceration on some level. That's a fact. That's, that's, I, I can't think of, maybe, maybe I know some and I don't know nothing. Okay. But to my knowledge, I don't know any. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't I know mean, if it's a thing. I don't know if it's, is that a thing? Level? Right. So, but, but, and in, in, to that point, that's why I'm kind of like, if you make it taboo, you can't make it taboo in music or movies and treat it like they don't. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Because right. everybody got an uncle, a cousin, a brother, a, a this, a that, a friend. Like, but what? At what point does that become glorification? Though? I don't know if I don't know too many songs that glorify being in jail. What they do glorify? I'm not gonna hold you. They'll glorify selling drugs. They'll glorify busting guns. That song "Locked Up" by Akon wasn't glorifying being locked up. Well, I don't think we would bring Akon into this. I mean, his name is comic music. I don't know. I'm just bringing up. I'm bringing up songs about people who are incarcerated. If, uh, so, like, Akon I, is going to represent Thug Life, though, bro. I mean, okay. <laughs> Styles P's on it too. All I'm saying is that 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 I, I don't know if it's the, the glorification is truthfully that I get money that I can't be messed with that bravado that's pushed. Because that narrative has to be pushed. Well, that's on the other side when you say that. Look at your boy, Styles P, boy. Uh, um, Jadakiss. He definitely made some songs about not snitching during my time and, you know, whatever. Not snitching, but not snitching is is during my time. And doing your time. You you got to take take the time. But like I said, at what point, not to say that that's not a a part of who we are, but at what point does that that come? Part of our culture. Okay, no, no, no. When, when, I, when I say it's a part of that culture, so straight up, 
And, and yeah, our culture, I, I don't know. For, for me, to be clear, I was raised in the hood. And, I, and, and those are, there's a different rules. The world knows there's different rules between people who are in that life versus civilian. Right? That's a different thing. I don't know Say, what Say. world you at. In my world, inner yeah. city Wilmington is synonymous. If you are, if you are pretty much a civilian, as you call it, that's because kids don't give a f- no more. <laughs> to, to keep it a buck. Seriously, you know what? I, you, so, so before you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So the the G code, there is a code that moves a certain way. Youngins don't always care no more. Why? Because they'll say they ain't got no daddy no more. They ain't got such and such already got locked up. Whoever was gonna give them guidance and how to move in them streets ain't around. So, so that thing, but that, it's not that that thing don't exist. It's that that everybody don't respect it. If the if the youngins coming up, you know what I mean. Got to keep that G code going for it. It to survive how we... That's why there's more shootings at a younger age. But I'm That's saying, why more youngers get locked I'm up. Pointing. Because they don't learn the code. They just go out there my and wind up wilding. No, 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 okay. no, what I'm saying is, the code changes and morphs with each passing generation. So, what you consider G-code, that's old G-code. Right. You know what I mean? These youngins coming up, that's their G-code. You know what I mean? So, you might not agree with it. You might not understand it. But to them, it still works the same way. Right. So, um, to Corey, um, you know, he puts, there's, there gets to a point where we have to hold ourselves accountable also. That's what I was talking about. He says, G, you make a good point with perception that's created. However, when do we start teaching each other different? And that's, I think that you get both, but I don't think you can avoid either. So I, I do think that, you know, if, if Diddy just opened up his third school this week, we got LeBron opening up schools. We got, like, I can't ignore positive influences if I have a show like Blackish on TV. If I have, you know, if different things like, I can't ignore these images and act like the positives don't exist. No, they do. But I can't ignore certain things being, like, we live in a world where, different things are shown different ways, right? right. Different images are shown different. Grownness exists, right? I, I got different different images of what you may see. Um, and there's also a reality. I, I don't have a rock on TV. There was a show that used to be called Rock that was on TV. I remember that. You don't get those. The, the, the hard hood shows don't exist. It's not that. We had this. We, we, don't get me wrong. We got eight seasons of The Wire. That's it. So, so, so I'm not going to act like that's all they plastering anymore. The world has definitely progressed in some of the images that they show. But you know what? But to bring up a point, think about it. And this is what I was saying about systemic uh, failures. The Wire, right? Uh, Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy. All those different things, no matter what was portrayed, somebody always got their come up at the end. There was always some kind of craziness at the end, right? Like, what's the last one of those movies you remember? Because the last black movies, I'm thinking, when I think of black movies that came out recently, we got a Black Panther. No, no, no. We got, like, like I'm just Again, saying that these no, no, no. images you're, that you're, we're screaming you're away right from there. it, though. We're talking about portrayal of real life. Black Panther don't uh, exist in real life. That, so, okay, okay. We're, we're talking about how the media is portraying us, right? Right, right. And the thing is, at the end of these movies, I'm arguing that they're saying that, okay, you live this certain life to, lifestyle, now you have no hope. Which is not necessarily the not case. Not true. Not true. Well, Trey, Trey was fine at the end. Of, at, the, at the end of Boys in the Hood, um, he, he he watched his boy die. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So like, nobody, nobody, like, nobody got away. You know what I mean? But that's that's life in the hood. Not nobody always. gets through. I mean, everybody did. No, I mean, I don't know how your life was, right? But everybody kind of did their dirt. 
Um, but that don't mean that you didn't find a way out. Okay, so Cuba, that's my point. Cuba Gooding Jr. Trey, when, I, I'm right. thinking when you say scathe, meaning you're going to come up with some bad memories or some scars or life. You, you, you'll see life, right? But that's why I can use him as an example. He made it out the hood. He didn't like it. He was fine. You know what I'm saying? Ricky died. Cube and wind up still sitting on the step. No, Cube oh, died. Yeah, yeah. Cube, Cube, Cube so basically died, everybody right? but Trey died. Almost. Um, I, almost. But the, yeah, that's, that's what I'm like, saying. So that's, that's a good ending. You, you consider that? Do happy I consider ending? that a good, happy ending? No, but do I consider that to be? Is that real? Is it potential to be real? Absolutely. It's no, I'm not. To be I'm real. talking about potential. I mean, from your from your viewpoint, from the way you lived your life. You know what I mean? Not for me. I didn't go through right, that. and that's what I'm saying. So, but I didn't. But but. Okay, if you're going to ask me, do I know... <laughs> I actually do know people who... When you're in that life, to, to know people who have shot each other or, to, or who have died. Right. It's not like a... It's a To know people who have known each other and you know them and they have shot each other, they've died, they've gotten locked up. I can speak to all of those, seen all of those things right, happen. Right. So it's not like... Like, what you're saying is like, oh, well, you know, that's an exaggeration. I don't know if I feel like that's an exaggeration because Mr. Society, at the end of the movie, they was walking free. Society, at the end of that movie, they were walking. After, after that last drive-by and... Um, remember it? Because that, 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 that's when he cussed out the crackhead? Right, but I'm saying... That's the end of the movie. Like, but wait a minute. But wait a minute but like that, thing, I don't know if that, how realistic. They, they, how, how long the they protagonist in Minister Society, what happened? So the only one, O-Dog is the one who wound up walking away, but the protagonist died protecting a little kid, right? <laughs> so uh, Corey, he brings up Blackish. I like Blackish, actually. Yep. I mean... Um, you know, I like how it, it confronts different uh, stereotypes and, you know, calls uh, conversation around it. Um, but you make another point, too, when it comes down to Trey. Trey had a strong father. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why he made it out, because his dad kind of low-key cussed him out. Like, no, you ain't going to get wrapped up into this craziness that's going on around you, right? Absolutely. Right. Shout out to Pandora. Um, she says, "Yes, that can happen. You can ha you can turn them. You can uh, they can turn themselves around. I have seen them turn their lives around, and that's that's my point. I'm hard pressed to see any quote unquote you know gangster type movie where people was able to turn things around. If you want to talk about the wire, damn near everybody had a bad ending except the one kid who got." Adap uh, adopted by that lieutenant, so I'm like, that's not life. I mean, yeah, you want to. So have you want a hood movie with a with a happy what, ending? No, I'm just saying what I'm was fed, what, what was fed to us. What was fed to us was a whole bunch of this is the lifestyle, enjoy it. There's no hope. That's my point. I don't think that that's okay. So, in 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 into into that point, um, when you see, so so when, when I'm looking at what's being fed to the hood now. I get confused. I'm trying to figure out how, right? So now, if, if there's going to be a, a, a matter of loss, there's going to be a matter of people who make it. Both of those things do exist, but to tell those stories, you can't tell those stories without pain. Well, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be no tragedy, but what I'm trying to argue is there shouldn't be all tragedy. Like, if you're going to have, for instance, a wire, how many kids was in a wire when they first started out? I, I'll do you one better before we go there. There isn't okay. enough of that type of content to, to, to define that. Right again, if the movies that we mentioned are twenty years old, so it's not like you can Damn, look left. The wire's been out that long. The wire came out and the wire started in early two thousand. 
2018. So it's not a lot of, and, and it's part of trying to clean up the perception. I'm okay with it. I understand cleaning up the perception because that perception of black men always being in jail is a thing, right? right? So sometimes you have to, to, to try to fight that perception, right? Um, Pandora asks, so why do they repeat crimes and go back to prison? Well, I mean, Recidivism, as you said it. One of the things that we talked about uh, on the ride over here, me and G, is, uh, you know, when it comes down to the, the justice system, this concept of recidivism, that means reoffending. Um, why do people commit the same type of crimes? Normally, if I had to give a quick, dirty answer from my opinion, um, because they're returning to their environments, right? That caused them to seek out a certain lifestyle to begin with. So no matter if I take you out of that lifestyle, clean you up, uh, you know, uh, give you some help, but return you back to that same environment, I'm like, okay, now act different. Really? So, I mean, you have too many forces. Some people can overcome that. Some people, you know what I mean, succumb to that pressure. If you was a drug dealer and uh, you were locked up for two years, you got yourself good, you know what I mean, and I'm going to send you right back to the same spot and tell you to get an entry-level job, it takes a lot of discipline, I suppose, to be able to... Especially to live off that pay cut. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you would do. So, in the back of your mind, you're always going to be like, well, when I was on the come-up, you know what I mean? So... I, I, and, I, and I agree with that. I think a lot of times... <laughs> I'm laughing at Nelly. She talked about, Hubby said that they were never habilitated in the first place, so they, they can't, can't be, be rehabilitated. rehabilitated. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of times, actually, sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's not. Sometimes you can fall into a bad situation at the wrong time. And once you, I think the things you can see in prison can change your whole outlook on life. So depending on how life was and how you learn to move, now you're trying to deal with general population again. You get out, you get, you get out, out of prison. I got to deal with these regular people. I'm used to, I got, I, I might have been, been trained to watch my back, keep my eyes wide. I got to figure out how to move through. Now I got to, you know sharpen myself up to deal with this. I got to get a job, right? I got to go on interviews. Oh, look, interviews. Every time they was interviewing, it was with uh, uh, their, their social worker, their, their parole officer. they right. like, like uh, you want me to figure, I got to figure out this other side of life and, and figure out how to manage, especially, and now let's add kids to it. So now they hungry too. Let's, let, let's add all the other influences because my homies who might have got locked up or might have made it out is still can pulling you back. Hey, you might as well, real quick, take a ride with well, me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That things, environment. Um, Deidre was talking about the Cosby Show as well as Blackish. To me, the Cosby Show was always, um, you know what I mean, uh, the, the dream, right? It was never the reality. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to have two rich parents and y'all come together, I mean... When things went wrong in my household, mom had to put that foot down. Sometimes I had to put that foot in the various places. The way they dealt with things. But, okay, so you're right, but that show was only needed because all the other fathers have been so hard in good times. and All these other things. Was Good Times' father hard? You consider that hard? You don't think he was hard? Man, he seemed reasonable to me. Be <laughs> <laughs> reasonable on your ass, boy. Okay. okay. So... I mean, this is this has been a dope topic. You know, we can definitely go on and on and on about this. But, I mean, I think both of us can agree that this whole cycle, the, 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 the failures of these cycles, creates this uh, situation where 
families are traumatized, kids are traumatized, and you know what I mean? I don't have a solution. I know nobody got a quick and dirty solution, but I mean, I think it's an important part of our community's uh, conversation. And I, I, and I want to say, um, uh, in, you know, in DC, I think people see Remy and Papoose and how they survive jail as the norm. Like, like, like Remy and Pap is how everybody do it. Most of the time, you don't make it through that relationship, to be clear. A lot of times, because time is stopping for the person who's locked up. Then the person who's out of jail, time is still progressing and moving through. This is real life. So when somebody is living through it and somebody else got the time stop, it gets really hard to kind of to kind of figure that out. And t- to your point, it is hard for everybody. It does create suffering. And more than the images that they'll see on TV is the images that they see from people they're close to and real they life. know. Real right. Life. That that real, real uh, that real life stab can feel even harder and harsher to deal with. Right. So, I mean, in conclusion, like I said, I mean, real life is ill. Um, our community, um, we, we are definitely under siege. Um, hopefully, you know, we have sparked some stimulating conversation for you guys out there. Um, perhaps you, you would take uh, this conversation home and discuss it. And we can keep this uh, conversation popping. Absolutely. You know I mean? uh, via the, the uh, feet. Absolutely. And, and, and people do think they look, the, look at them as role models. Any, any, any final thoughts for you, sir? What you got? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm of a balance between Malcolm and Martin, right? I do believe that we live in a larger society that we got to kind of be cognizant of. But at the same time, on a Malcolm standpoint, we do need to get our own ish together. You know what I mean? Become more self-sufficient as a community. As a block, you know what I mean, and um, handle our, our own business. Um, we need to see more cops that look like us out there policing communities that they can relate to. Um, we need to see um, more uh, attention given to our welfare system, to our education system, you know what I mean, and we need to see you know a stop. I mean, it's not enough that people recognize this prison to school pipeline. I need to see some solutions, right? That's it. I think that, in, in, in to, to that point, I think that there needs to be a more more guidance provided, um, different programs so people can understand, people can adjust on to how to live once they get out, um, things that they can do, the coping skills on how, on how to maintain and manage life in, 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 in that process, right? To, you know, for, for the kids, things that things that can be done for the kids and in, in, in the spouses to say, OK, well, what can we do to, to help maintain this? Because the hardship doesn't just fall on the person who's locked up. So sometimes it's, it's about knowing what it can take to to help maintain them and really provide that positivity in their lifestyles as well. Right. Absolutely. Right, so peace. thank you for joining the man's perspective. Ayo, it's your boy G Dash. DK in the house. Absolutely. Till next time, people. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 uh.